Welcome to the Building the Cooperative Classroom podcast, the official podcast of the Johnson & Johnson Cooperative Learning Institute. Welcome to the Building the Cooperative Classroom podcast. With me, as always, Derek Swistak. Hey, hey! And Aaron Fleming. ¿Pero qué es eso? So today is the third part of our mini-series on role interdependence. We have talked about the importance of building roles within a group. We've played a game of Boggle to go through a number of different roles and see who can come up with the most unique and most um, most useful role. I think I came out on top. I have to go back to the score sheet. It was so long ago, I don't remember, but I'm assuming I won that game. Uh, but today, we're going to have a little conversation about uh, what is the teacher's role in maintaining the, account, the individual accountability for students' parts of their process. So, you know, Derek, Aaron, how do we know that students are performing their role as expected? Before we get too far into that, I noticed that you ended last podcast when you were in the lead. I don't think that was by accident. Well, when you're the host, sometimes you got to make it happen that way. So I do think that... Um, just like we've talked about before where the teacher's role is just like really setting these roles up so that kids really understand them and they know how they're going to be evaluated on them and collecting. I think that I was like using the mystery person and trying to collect data on that mystery person or a couple of mystery people in the room and see how well they're doing looks like sounds like for that individual role. So for instance, if we were doing an, uh, if we were trying to be accountable for the role of being the paraphraser, we'd want to listen in and see how well uh, someone is paraphrasing, you know, and how, how well can we, how good can we get at that, which is both, which is both a role and a social skill. I think that's a good point with, with the mystery person or even just the teacher uh, monitoring, you can pick one of those roles to be the one that you're observing that day. Uh, assuming that those roles are switching between people, um, you, you're, you don't have to worry about, you know, keeping on the, the you don't have to worry about making sure that um, you've got an even spread because if everyone's switching roles every time you do an activity, you can say, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to monitor how many questions you come up with if, that, if, if you're looking at a question. When we look at our list as a class, we need to make sure that we're above 30 uh, questions that have been developed. So that way you're, you're monitoring the progress of each of those questioners and you can give them a little nudge. You can say, you know, I see you got five questions, aren't there? You know, maybe, maybe five or six more that you can come up with before the end of the period. And just, you know, kind of giving them a little something um, related to their specific function in the group. Well, and I think you hit it, Adam, when you say monitor. If we want students to succeed in these roles, if, if we keep it simple, if, if we want students to succeed in our academic tasks, what do we do? We monitor them, we give them feedback, we, we let them process it, and we practice, practice, practice. However you slice it, whether or not it's Derek's mystery, you know, mystery person, you know, where you're just going to track some anonymous, you know, data and you're going to give that to the class and process that out. Or, you know, it's that, you know, a little bit more tracked feedback and, you know, counting or tallies that, that you're talking about, Adam. Or if it's, you know, I, I guess my, my mind always goes first to your, your purposeful walk. 
I'm going to do one spin around my classroom and it's going to be all about, you know, my social skills or how kids are dialed into their roles. I'm going to write down some notes. And then my next pass through is going to be, you know, an academic pass through, you know, what are the, the skills that I'm hearing or not hearing? And every so often pausing to say, hey, here is what I'm hearing. You know, I love that you know, the, the resource manager for the activity today. I love that you're, you're using this resource and this resource and you're, you're sharing this definition from this place and you're avoiding doing this. It, you know, it, it's, it's stopping to share that feedback as you're walking through, but that's just it, monitoring and giving feedback. And I think, uh, Aaron, you do this a really good, a really good job of this is like having a clipboard and while you got the clipboard, you know, you're not allowed, you know, you, we're not answering academic tasks when I've got the clipboard out and then, and then, okay, now that I've got the clipboard put away, now you, now, now you can ask academic type of questions. I think that that's a really good key to the kids that, hey, this is a time and this is something that the teacher values. Um, something that occurred to me too, that I, I think I did not do a very good job until I started working with David a lot and just like getting to know him. And that was to kind of always keep it positive. Like I, I never had it. I never had a negative interaction. Um, even when I was new to being a teacher leader, even when I was new to trying to help um, other teachers kind of see things, I didn't have a point at which I was told that I was doing it wrong. Um, it was always in the positive. And I've tried to really kind of think that through and try to keep that in mind as I go through um, and just kind of think about the fact that everybody wants to be successful and people need those belonging cues. And when I tell people that they want to do that, I want them to do something else that, that just sends an anti-belonging cue. It really does. And then I need to make up for that. Um, as long as no one's being harmed in any set way, I don't need to send that anti-belonging cue. I can just send belonging cues. And um, I, I just wanted that to be mentioned as you were talking. I think that that's something that all of us really take to heart from the Johnson. I, I like the, the, language of belonging because if we use roles properly everybody belongs in a group because of their part to play so regardless of which interdependence we're using but especially when it's role we have three roles we have three people in a group there's a reason why you're here and we need you or else we can't accomplish our task there's no stronger indication that you belong with us in in Cooperative learning sends that message over and over and over again. And I think we see that, you know, in lots of stratifications in, in, in the world. And I think as we, you know, continue to, to see the way the world works, that there's somebody that is really good at this role. And I guess maybe this is just me and wisdom and age a little bit too, is that like, I see that you can't be good at everything. And so somebody else that has chosen to focus on something else is really good at that. And that's okay, that you're going to learn a lot from them and you're going to gain so much from them. And that's what I think about when I think about these roles is that some people are just good at them because they've had been able to practice them. And that's one of the things that I talk with students about is like some things that you're good at, we're going to keep allowing you to demonstrate the way that you're, you feel really confident in those things. But then we're going to try to build on some of those things that you're not so confident at. Not because we want to point out that you can't do it, but because we want you to get better at it. And that's, that's life. That's, that's kind of where, where it is. If you, all you do is the thing that you can always do, 
then you're not growing. Another, another part of accountability we can have is accountability to self. So if we have students self-assess, how did I perform in this role? What did I do well? What am I going to improve on for next time? What are my opportunities for next time? And so making students be metacognitive about their functioning and their participation in the group, specifically with their role, means that they've done the work for us. They've, they're telling us what they're good at, and they're telling us what they're going to get better at. Well, and it all points back, what, what did we say earlier? It's that, you know, curiosity, curiosity of learning. And it's not just the curiosity of here are the academic things I don't know. It's the, wow, how, how do I do a better job at, you know, asking questions? How do I do a better job at summarizing what somebody else has to say without interject, you know, putting in my own thoughts? So it's, you know, there's so much more to it. And you both talked a lot about, you know, it's, it's posturing for later, you know, these skills that are really going to help them down the road. One thing to remember too, is that, and I I said this uh, the other day, which is kids don't pay attention to feedback if there's a grade. And I think that's human nature, right? If you know that you're being evaluated and scored and there's going to be some way that you're going to be, you know, get, receive an A or a B or a bonus or whatever it is, you're not going to pay attention to that feedback. You're just going to try to do whatever somebody tells you to do. Um, and so kind of keeping that in mind is that like keeping it positive, keeping it going and, and really giving the feedback that is non that's non evaluative that's not going into the grade book. Cause I can see some people maybe thinking, Oh yeah, maybe I'll use that as a motivator. And that is not what cooperative learning is about. Well, with that, I think we wrapped up our discussion on role interdependence. Since, uh, as, as you recall, there are eight other positive interdependencies that we can talk about. I think over the course of the next year or so, we might hit a couple more of these and eventually tick off all nine, if we remember. Not sure what next week holds for us. We have to go back to our post-show meeting. I think we might have an interview coming up here pretty soon. But in the meantime, let's cooperate. Thank you for listening to the Building the Cooperative Classroom podcast, the official podcast of the Johnson & Johnson Cooperative Learning Institute. Please check out the show notes for all relevant links, including a link to our Twitter account and the Cooperative Learning Institute webpage. This podcast is copyrighted under the Creative Commons License, copyright 2022. Theme music, courtesy of Jimmy Ryan.